millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Bum, bum. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I missed you guys. I took a three-day weekend there, yeah, yeah, but the news was pretty slow yesterday. So we're back to business, and uh, the news is still pretty slow. It's 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 really slow, actually. It's slower than Joe Biden's brain, and I think people are just uh, kind of relaxing. You know, we, we all have a holiday hangover, but um, <clears throat> I do have a couple of stories that I want to go over. I didn't have a chance to talk about the Twitter files yet. The ones relating to COVID. And there was this other really big story, actually, uh, where it appears that Ruby Freeman, remember Ruby, who uh, was was seen in Atlanta running ballots through machines multiple times. And then the uh, Secretary of State's office, Brad Raffensperger and Gabriel Sterling tried to run cover and say that that was all part of the normal process. Well, it appears that over a year ago, actually, there was um, a transcript of police body cam where Ruby Freeman met with somebody, a publicist, and sat down with her, and they they met up at a police station, I believe, and they had a discussion. And in that discussion, it appears that Ruby Freeman was confessing to the fraud that happened on election night. However, it appears that that conversation and that uh, attempt to blow the whistle was subverted by law enforcement. So we're going to get into all that. I want to start with the Twitter files, but before we get into that, I want to show you guys what, what what just came across my desk. Check this out. So a lot of people are really skeptical of Elon Musk, including myself. I go back and forth a lot. But it appears that Elon Musk truly is pissing off all of the right people. <clears throat> one of my biggest skepticisms with him is that he's one of these you know zero carbon emissions climate change guys, which is directly in line with the World Economic Forum. But it appears that the World Economic Forum is actually pissed about Elon Musk exposing the deep state. Check this out. World Economic Forum cancels Twitter, directs followers to Chinese social media apps. Prior to its upcoming conference in Davos next month, the World Economic Forum appears to have joined the cancel campaign against Twitter, taking to recommending Chinese state-controlled social media apps to follow along with Davos Man into the future. Twitter is noticeably absent from the entities listed on the organization's How to Follow Davos 2023 social media pamphlet, and that appears to be no accident. To stay up to speed with all that is happening within the invite-only doors of the ruling class confab, the WEF recommends following along through a handful of social media sites. They include the U.S.-based narrative-compliant Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube along with the Chinese social media apps TikTok, WeChat, and Weibo. Twitter has freed itself from the grasp of the WEF-endorsed censorship-compliant social apps and is no longer included. So, boom. I mean, you have to take that into consideration when you're saying that Elon Musk is a Trojan horse, right? Well, he's pissed off Klaus Schwab. You know, I find it, <laughs> I find it funny that... You know, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, they love the Chinese state-run WeChat, which is effectively integrated with their social credit system, and TikTok, which is a massive data harvest and uh, psychological grooming for children and all this stuff. They love those apps. But Twitter, who comes along and says, we want to make 
uh, a public town square where we can have political discourse and engage in discussion and have free speech, they're against that. So, um, I wonder why. You know, I, 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 uh, I actually, I, I have still a little skepticism with Elon because before he purchased Twitter, he said that he wants to take the model, which is WeChat, and basically copy it. He wants to take Twitter and change it into a something exactly like WeChat, and I hope that that's not what he wants to do because effectively, you know, you are scored. <coughs> you know, if you say something about the Chinese government, the CCP, through WeChat, even in a private chat, then you get a hit to your social credit score. I mean, you have to be compliant with all of the government's directives, and even if you speak out even a little bit about the government, it's it's that. I mean, WeChat is that integrated. With with the CCP, it's it's out of this world. So, um, but it is a massive utility. I mean, it does everything. So, my hope is that if if Elon wants to take Twitter and change it into something like WeChat, where it has a payment processor and it's effectively a um, an all in one app, that might not be a a bad thing, so long as it doesn't allow for uh, massive. Massive uh, government collusion, but we'll—I mean, we'll have to—we'll have to wait and see, man. I mean, when anybody has that much power, when one man has that much power, you can't just be blind. You can't just put your guard down and say, "Oh, this is great because he's talking crap about Biden," so I'm going to go along with everything he does. I wouldn't go that far. Um, but anyways, let's talk about Twitter files. Let's talk about the Twitter files exposing. How they rigged the COVID narrative. And before we start, if you guys could, smash the rumble button. We got 313 people watching and only 25 rumbles. And, uh, you know, it just takes a little click of a button, and I'd really appreciate it. Now, so this was David Zwieg. And, you know, I find it odd that he put um, David Zwieg in charge of this one, because this is effectively one of the biggest, most important Twitter dumps so far. But David Zweig is not as well known as like Matt Taibbi, and he has a significantly smaller follower following count. Um, but uh, that said, this has been seen like millions of times. So the word has gotten out there. It's not a big deal. But let's start here on, on post number four. The United States government pressured Twitter and other social media platforms to elevate certain content and suppress other content about COVID-19. Yeah, no kidding. Tell me something I don't know. Internal files at Twitter that I viewed while on assignment for the FP showed that both the Trump and Biden administrations directly pressed Twitter executives to moderate the platform's pandemic content according to their wishes. Now, anybody who's left-leaning, any Democrat, anybody with TDS probably stopped right there. They saw the word Trump. They said the Trump administration directly pressed Twitter's executives to moderate and said, oh, see, it's not just Biden. Trump did it, too. Uh." But if you actually read the details here of what the Trump administration was trying to, uh, to, I mean, to, to try to effectively control the narrative around, it's a night and day difference. So it appears that the Trump admin was especially concerned about panic buying. They came looking for help from the tech companies to combat misinformation about runs on grocery stores. Now, that was a massive problem. You had uh, 
empty shelves. And as people were posting pictures of empty shelves, it only caused people to go out and panic buy at the grocery store and hoard even more. So, you know, I, I just find that to be a completely different story than trying to silence somebody saying that hydroxychloroquine is an effective treatment against COVID-19. Those are two very different things, although I'm not very happy about it. I don't think that the federal government in any capacity should be collaborating with social media platforms and pressuring them to censor anything. But I, I do have to make that distinction here. And at the same time, it says the White House, specifically Michael Kratzios, led the Trump administration's call for help from the tech companies to combat misinformation Areas of focus included conspiracies around 5G cell towers, runs on grocery stores, and misinformation that could stoke panic buying, blah, blah, blah. And one thing that we know for sure is that we know that people within the Trump administration aren't necessarily people that support the America First agenda and civil liberties and freedom of speech and stuff like that. We know that a lot of the people within the Trump administration we're effectively deep state actors. And it's not like Trump himself was doing this. And I actually did a little bit of research. I had never heard of this guy before. But Michael Michael Kratzios was his name. Right? And one one a couple things I learned about Michael Kratzios was that uh the guy was an intern for Senator Lindsey Graham. So that's strike one. He was a principal to Peter Thiel at Peter Thiel Capital and served as chief of staff uh, to to uh, Peter Thiel. In August 2020, Kratzios announced a billion-dollar investment in research institutes to advance AI and quantum R&D in the United States. And in March 2020, Kratzios launched the COVID-19 High Performance Computing Consortium, the largest public-private computing partnership ever created to match researchers with the world's most powerful computing resources, accelerating the pace of scientific discovery in the fight against the virus. So, effectively, this guy was uh, one of the major players that facilitated this massive public-private partnership in the height of COVID between massive so-called industry leaders like IBM, Amazon, uh, Google Cloud, Microsoft... Hewlett-Packard, all of these massive, um, I guess, tech giants, and and created this. It, it, he he was effectively setting up with these, um, uh, I guess, what do you call them? Private industry partners with the government to create massive data harvests. Um, one of the things, one of the projects that he was involved in was the Johns Hopkins COVID-19 scenario modeling pipeline. So effectively, creating these uh, COVID prediction models. Um, and so, basically, this guy seems like a big, gigantic uh, swamp creature. And so I'm not surprised to see him figureheading the collusion between Twitter and the, the federal government to suppress speech. So... Again, I mean, you can't really make the make the connection. <coughs> you can't make the assertion that this was Trump himself. This is clearly one of the people within the Trump administration uh, with a nefarious agenda. And anyways, so moving on. It wasn't just Twitter. The meetings with the Trump White House were also attended by Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and others. Yeah, 
tell me something I don't know. I'm glad they finally highlighted that because as this Twitter stuff's coming out, we know that Twitter wasn't alone in this. I mean, I I experienced uh, freaking being banned off YouTube, and every single one of these major platforms has been engaging in the same content moderation practices as Twitter. It's like they're all a mirror image of each other. And Twitter happens to be like the smallest of these big uh, tech platforms. You know, I mean, YouTube is 10 times bigger than Twitter. Google owns YouTube. Facebook, I mean, we, we know that they're all basically proxies of the federal government. They all have FBI, CIA, former and uh, current, coordinating with them to make these uh, policy decisions. <clears throat> and it's not just Twitter. But th- pretty much with all of the, these Twitter file dumps, it's basically just confirmation of things that we already knew. I mean, we're, we're getting validation on our conspiracy theories. And that just happens to be one more. I mean, I feel like we should all play the lottery at this point because we've been right about pretty much every single thing. And it's all coming to light. So I don't want to downplay this and say, yeah, I already knew that. The, the reality is uh, now everybody else knows it, right? So when the Biden admin took over, one of their first meeting requests with Twitter executives was on COVID. The focus was on anti-vaxxer accounts, especially Alex Berenson. In the summer of 2021, President Biden and social media companies were killing people for allowing vaccine misinformation. Berenson was suspended hours after Biden's comments and kicked off the platform the following month. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so as soon as President Biden said that they were killing people, it happened within hours. So you can try to make this argument, oh, Twitter's a private company and, you know, they're, they're doing this at their own behest. No. What we've, t- what we've learned about and what we've talked about is the fact that, see, the left will try to make this argument that Twitter's a private company. And even if the government were to make a request to a private company to censor a certain person, that's not a violation of the First Amendment because at the end of the day, Twitter, the private company, is the one to pull the trigger. And they'll, <clears throat> and they'll also ignore the fact that while the FBI is sitting down having angry phone calls pressuring Twitter, at the same time, the Democrats in office, Congress, and Biden and Jen Psaki, and Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, they're all out there saying that these big tech platforms need to do better with moderating misinformation. And if they don't, then we will remove their Section 230 protection and open them up to a bunch of lawsuits. And effectively, we're going to regulate big tech if they don't acquiesce to what we want. That is the basis for the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit. Because effectively, in order to violate the First Amendment, what the government has to do is either force, threaten, or coerce a private company to do things that the, the, the government cannot do. Okay, so when the left makes this argument, hey, they're just making requests. They're not forcing them to do it. They're absolutely wrong. Because... The pressure is coming from Congress with the threat to to regulate big tech. The pressure is also coming, I mean, firsthand from the FBI when they have these sit-down meetings. I mean, y- you see in these Twitter dumps, they say that there was 
angry conversations where they were effectively mad that they weren't censoring uh, so-called vaccine misinformation. So, guys, I'm still sick. You'll have to excuse me. clear my throat a lot. I apologize for that. It's been over a week, and I'm still pretty sick. I'd like to take this time to ask you guys to click the subscribe button and smash that rumble button to, you know, boost this channel. I didn't put any ads on this video, okay? But I am going to ask you guys (laughs) to at least subscribe if you're not already. Somehow we have like a thousand people watching, which is awesome. So, let's get back to it. I'm going to skip this part. Um... A December 2022 summary of meetings with the White House by Lauren Culbertson, Twitter's head of U.S. public policy, adds new evidence of the White House's pressure campaign and cements that it repeatedly attempted to directly influence the platform. Culbertson wrote that the Biden team was very angry that Twitter had not been more aggressive in de-platforming multiple accounts. They wanted Twitter to do more. Okay, so there you go. Coercion. Threat. uh, Very angry in nature conversations. And when you're dealing with... When you're dealing with, like, FBI, that is intimidation to the nth degree. Right? So, you can't make this argument that this doesn't violate the First Amendment. It absolutely does. Twitter executives did not fully capitulate to the Biden's uh, team's wishes. An extensive review of internal communications at the company revealed employees often debating moderation cases in great detail and with more care than was shown by the government toward free speech. Now, this is something I found interesting since the beginning of these Twitter file dumps is seeing these Slack communications, uh, seeing these internal communications where the Twitter staff, even Yoel Roth at times, trying to push back on the pressure to moderate certain content. And they actually try to make arguments on behalf of certain conservatives. This is completely different than what I imagine went on behind the scenes. I mean, I imagine that there were they were all a bunch of uh, people in, in, in black robes sitting around a pentagram sacrificing a child as they, you know, laugh maniacally and, 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 and you know, ban President Trump and, and people like us. I mean, that's what I imagine going on back there. But there's actually reasonable discussions being had, and Twitter often... Uh, tries to to push back but at the same time ultimately they cave and ultimately they acquiesce so um clearly these are decisions that they didn't initially want to make but because of the pressure from the federal government they did it under that pressure so that just goes to show even more so that There's a direct violation of the First Amendment happening because you're making these private companies make decisions that they don't want to make. Um, So reading on, despite the fact that they, you know, uh, made a lot of debates regarding these moderation decisions, Twitter eventually did suppress views, many from doctors and scientific experts that conflicted with the official positions of the White House. As a result, legitimate findings and questions that would have expanded the public debate went missing. There were three serious uh, problems with Twitter's process. First, much of the content moderation was conducted by bots trained on machine learning and AI, impressive in their engineering, yet still too crude for such nuanced work. 
Second, the contractors in places like the Philippines also moderated content. They were given decision trees to aid in the process, but tasking non-experts to adjudicate tweets on complex topics like myocarditis and mask efficacy data was destined for a significant error rate. I mean, don't you don't you find it crazy that you have doctors, scientists, people who went to med- medical school for years and years, people with incredible accolades like you know, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and these guys. I mean, wasn't Peter McCullough one of the the most published uh, health officials ever? I mean, published more peer-reviewed scientific studies and, and uh, than, than pretty much anybody else. And yet some dude in the Philippines gets to override and, and decide that the topics being discussed by these experts doesn't it's it's misinformation that's absolutely absurd i mean these people making moderation decisions should have the same if not more of these credentials than the people that they're censoring i always found that to be absolutely absurd i I always thought to myself who the f are you who the f are you to censor a doctor what are your credentials what's your education but um they 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 use this scapegoat this cop out that well that doesn't uh that doesn't coincide with the CDC guidelines so they are effectively what's the word appealing to authority that the CDC is the ultimate authority and even though i'm not an expert if the CDC says it then that overrides another doctor i mean which is completely unscientific completely unscientific there's no such thing as one singular authority in the scientific community. Even the the term scientific consensus itself is unscientific. The entire field of science is about falsifying hypothesis. So you can come to a better conclusion and a better understanding. And when when you're in the middle of a so-called global pandemic and you're making decisions on the fly, do you not think that there's even the slightest possibility Especially when you have all these conflicts of interest and profit motives and decisions being guided by people with, um, you know, uh, receiving kickbacks from big pharma and stuff like that. Do you not think it's possible that the CDC, this and the who could possibly be wrong about anything? Of course, of course. So this entire scapegoat argument that, well, that conflicts with the CDC it flies in the face of actual science, true science. So, moving on. Uh, we talked about number one and number two, the problems with their moderation policy, but here's number three. Most importantly, the buck stopped <clears throat> with higher-level employees at Twitter who chose the inputs for the bots and decision trees and subjectively decided escalated cases and suspensions. As it is with all people and institutions, there were individual and collective bias. Yeah, no kidding. Groupthink. It's a common theme that we've seen in these Twitter threads. Groupthink seems to be uh, infected. I mean, the entire Twitter staff is infected with groupthink. <clears throat> with COVID, this bias went heavily toward establishment dogmas. Duh. Inevitably dissident yet legitimate content was labeled as misinformation, and the accounts of doctors and others were suspended both for tweeting opinions and demonstrably true information. Now we have an, uh, an example of that. I want to skip. I want to skip a little of this stuff. 
I'm assuming a lot of you guys have read this already because it's over a day old. Um, I actually wasn't even planning to read this word for word like I have been. But effectively, I want to jump down to... I mean, they're, they're basically showing that <clears throat> factual information was labeled misinformation, even in instances where people uh, were, were citing CDC data and just pointing out the lunacy of it and, and criticizing it, it was labeled as misinformation. So I'm trying to find the Trump tweet. There was something in here I found very interesting where Jim Baker is actually <coughs> wanting... Here it is, here it is. Check this out. Another example of human bias run amok was the reaction to this tweet by Trump. Many Trump tweets led to extensive internal debates, and this one was no different. Remember this. I remember this tweet. Donald J. Trump said, I will be leaving the Great Walter Reed Medical Center at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed, under the Trump administration, some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Okay, now this was in October of 2020. So when he when he's talking about great drugs and knowledge, he's effectively talking about the therapeutics. And we have this exchange, in a surreal exchange. Jim Baker, at the time Twitter's deputy general counsel, asked why telling people to not be afraid wasn't a violation of Twitter's COVID-19 misinformation policy. So Jim Jim Baker reached out and said, why isn't this POTUS tweet a violation of our COVID-19 policy? And I and, and he said, especially the don't be afraid of COVID statement. Interesting. Interesting. So there's the, the, the problem he has with it is telling people not to live in fear. That's very interesting, right? Mr. Jim Baker, he has a problem with Trump telling people not to let it dominate your life. And here's what I found most interesting about this entire exchange is that Yoel Roth, Twitter's former head of trust and safety, explained that optimism wasn't misinformation. I mean, this coming from Yoel Roth, the guy who's been completely demonized throughout this whole thing. And I mean, this guy has a lot of problems. Yoel Roth basically writing a, a PhD thesis about how kids should be able to use the gay sex app grinder and effectively asked a question philosophically like, is it ever okay for a teacher to have sex with their student? I mean, the guy's a weirdo. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that he didn't immediately jump on the banned Trump train and said that optimism wasn't misinformation, and and, and here we have Yellow Roth showing more fortitude and character than the FBI's former deputy general is very 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 interesting and so that uh that about concludes what i wanted to uh discuss regarding the twitter files i found that that was the main thing for me you know just seeing jim baker seething at trump's attempt to tell the american public not to live in fear and not let covid dominate your life so, I mean, going back to the beginning initial thing that I said, where this author, David Zweig, uh, uh, he effectively gave the left a talking point by saying that it was both the Trump and Biden administration 
attempting to moderate content. And so the left is going to completely ignore this. They're not going to take a look and dissect the stark differences between what the Trump administration was doing under COVID and what the Biden administration was doing with misinformation, so-called, regarding these vaccines and therapeutics. I mean, censoring people, doctors, that said that effectively kids aren't dying from this virus. They're side effects of this vaccine. And kids, therefore, don't need the vaccine and in fact, it would be uh, a, a harm. It could be harmful to them. That type of stuff was what the Biden administration was concerned about. Whereas the Trump administration was concerned about panic buying and people going to the grocery store and emptying shelves and people not being able to eat and feed their families. So I don't like the fact that the Trump administration was collaborating with Twitter. I don't. I have a problem with it. But when you really, when you get down to the nitty gritty, and you actually look at the facts these aren't the same thing but it's unfortunate that david zweig uh pointed that out in one of the first one of the first posts because that's all the left is going to talk about even you know fox news fox news is out there talking about you know the trump and the biden administration blah 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 blah. and that's that's uh it's kind of like the first twitter files dump though which which We know Elon has said, this is just an introduction, and there's going to be a lot more here. And so I wonder what we're going to get in the subsequent Twitter dumps regarding COVID. Because remember the first Twitter dump regarding the the Biden laptop? Remember that uh, Matt Taibbi initially said that there were requests from the, the Trump administration, as well as the Biden administration, to moderate content, and the left went crazy with that, and then... After Jim Baker was exposed as, I mean, for vetting and filtering the content to try to paint a different narrative, after he was caught doing that and exposed, then there was a subsequent dump where Matt Taibbi corrected that first statement and said, even though I was told initially that the Trump administration made requests to to moderate content, I haven't seen any evidence of that whatsoever. So there's a lot of interesting things going on here. Clearly, Matt Taibbi and David Zweig here aren't looking at the same information because if they were, Matt Taibbi probably would have said, hey, you know, um, the Trump administration was trying to moderate content around panic buying, uh, and he didn't. Matt Taibbi says there was no content moderation attempts from the Trump administration. David Zweig says that there was. So, I don't know, man. Is is David Zweig being manipulated in the, in a similar fashion as Matt Taibbi was in the beginning? I guess we'll see. But I, I, I overall, I'm not too uh, over the moon, mind blown with this Twitter dump. I mean, Elon set this one up that, you know, we were going to, we were going to be able to prosecute Fauci based on this stuff. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's nothing in here about Fauci. So I assume there's a lot more to be revealed. But it is nice to get confirmation, and it is nice to get validation. Now, we're going to move on to the next story. We're going to, we're going to talk about Ruby Freeman and an apparent confession to the fraud that happened in 20. 20- 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. 20. But first, we got somehow like 2,700 people watching. If you guys could please smash that rumble button. <clears throat> I didn't want to be pathetic, but I, I was like, I was looking at my subscriber count, 24.9, and it was giving me OCD. And I almost was like about to post on Telegram like, guys, Christmas is coming up. Can you guys <laughs> help me get to 25,000 so at least... You know, I can sleep at night. It just bothers me that we're at 24.9. It makes me want to puke. I have borderline OCD, especially with numbers. And uh, so anyways, let's get into this story. Let's get into this story about Ruby frickin' Freeman. Now, I got to be honest with you. 
I read this one time through, and I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. It's almost completely gibberish trying to read a transcript with Ruby Freeman, who clearly has the IQ of a potato. And one of the things I was thinking was, I can't believe that this person was tasked with administering an election. This person is absolutely a brain... I mean, more brain dead than freaking Joe Biden. But here, this this person was um, one of the, the only people left counting ballots after the so-called water main break that happened in Atlanta. No oversight, nothing whatsoever, but her, her daughter, and the other guy... Ralph, were left behind after the water main break to run ballots through machines uh, to the tune of twenty to 40,000 ballots. And again, as I said in the beginning of this show, Brad Raffensperger, Gabriel Sterling, all these people, the district attorney, the FBI, the GBI, they all said this was a nothing burger. They said that effectively they were following the normal process. Yeah, ballots were inside of boxes under a skirted table. And then after everybody left, everybody was sent home. A couple people stayed back. They pulled ballot boxes out from under the table. And they ran them through the machines what appeared to be more than once. That's normal. There's nothing to see here. Right? Um, and so here what we have, this article I'm about to get into. Ruby Freeman body cam admissions revealed in the, in the Georgia ballot scanning scandal. Now, this is from the Georgia Record, and it was published on Christmas Day. However, this is not necessarily new. I found a Reuters article talking about this, December 23rd, 2021. So this this was over a year ago, and they painted a completely different story. They said Kanye West publicist, pressed Georgia election workers to confess to bogus fraud charges. And here they have a a three-minute clip where they, I mean, and this was hours. This meeting was hours. But Reuters chose to pick a a specific clip and use that to paint the narrative that a Kanye West publicist, weeks after the 2020 election, traveled to the suburban home of Ruby Freeman, a frightened Georgia election worker who was facing death threats after being falsely accused by former President Donald Trump of manipulating votes. The publicist knocked on the door and offered to help. The visitor, Travian Kuti, gave her name but didn't say she worked for West, a longtime billionaire friend of Trump. She said she was sent by a high-profile individual whom she didn't identify to give Freeman an urgent message. Confess to Trump's voter fraud allegations or people would come to her home in 48 hours, and she'd go to jail. So look, Reuters tried to uh, paint this narrative that a Kanye West publicist went to Ruby Freeman's house, told her that if she didn't confess to rigging the election, that people would come to her house within 48 hours to do harm to her, and that she would go to jail. Now, reading the actual transcript, this is completely false. Uh, completely false. And so let's get into the actual story. <coughs> so first of all, they say newly uncovered police body cam footage. This is not new. 
Georgia record. This is over a year old. But now we have an actual transcript. And we can see without, you know, the context of... Uh, we, have, we can see without the context of Reuters and other left-wing propaganda peddlers. This is coming from a more conservative news pundit. And instead of taking little things out of context, they put quite a bit of the transcript where we can read for ourselves what was actually said and what took place. <clears throat> so, this is what they conclude. Uh, this is what the Georgia record says are the highlights of this story. Newly uncovered police body cam footage of Ruby Freeman reveal her stunning admissions that directly contradict allegations made under oath by January 6th committee witnesses, by certain reporters and show hosts, by members of Congress, and by lawyers in sworn statements to federal court. Freeman volunteers to blow the whistle on election fraud. In the body cam, Ruby Freeman alleges a cover-up by the Georgia Secretary of State, the DOJ, FBI, the GBI, and the Fulton County DA. 9-11 call transcript body cam videos and police report were obtained by open records request. From that information, investigators have learned that the police report was supplemented in contradiction with of the facts. Ruby Freeman's lawyer since January 2021 is Michael Gottlieb, uh, who, who also was lawyer and fixer for Hunter Biden and Aaron Rich, brother to Seth Rich. Now, we know that uh, Ruby Freeman filed a defamation lawsuit uh, against the Gateway Punnett uh, since this body cam was released. And so we're going to get into this. But I, I, I want you guys to know, it's very, very hard to depict and decipher what Ruby Freeman is actually saying. Most of it is complete and total gibberish, and her just saying, I need an attorney, I gotta get an attorney. You know, Lord God, he says that we, we should trust him, but you know, you don't know who you could trust, so I gotta get an attorney, gotta get an attorney. And it's like, what are you talking about, lady? I had to, I had to highlight snippets of sentences to try to put together something of, of, of value here, and, and, Figure out what the hell is she saying? But after reading it about three times, there's definitely, there's definitely something here of a confession from Ruby Freeman. Not necessarily a confession of her, but but what I gathered from this is Ruby's basically saying she was following orders from up above, and that they've tried to um, basically make her a scapegoat. You know, and and put all the blame on her. So, <clears throat> background. Ruby Freeman was employed by Happy Faces, a temporary agency that had been founded by Stacey Abrams. Freeman was a contractor to Fulton County, GA Elections Absentee Ballot Department, where she worked with her supervisor and daughter, Shea Moss, to process absentee ballots in early November 2020. In December 2020, video of the Fulton County Ballot Processing Center operations from early November at State Farm Arena was part of a Georgia Senate committee investigation and was publicly televised by multiple news organizations. The video showed ballot boxes appearing to be outside of a normal chain of custody being extracted from under a table and processed while no election observers or members of the media were, were present. Freeman, Moss, and Ralph Jones were seen pulling the ballot boxes from underneath the table Freeman and Moss are seen scanning and rescanning stacks of ballots into an election computer. Investigators that reviewed the video produced estimates 
of unusual ballot scans estimating between 20,000 to 40,000 from the ballots under the table added to the overall vote totals after midnight, November 3rd, 2020. Ruby Freeman met with representatives from the GA Secretary of State, GBI, and FBI DOJ in December 2020 and tried to blow the whistle on the improper rescanning of ballots, absentee ballots, and the improper access to voting computers via USB ports. She commented that what the Secretary of State and District Attorney were reporting was false and a fraud. When she met the FBI DOJ, they did not ask her to tell what she knew, and instead told her to scrub her social media. In December of 2020, a chaplain, Stephen Lee, became aware Ruby Freeman hearing uh, she wanted to disclose her involvement in ballot processing at State Farm Arena and was seeking legal assistance. Lee knocked on the door at Freeman's home two weeks prior to January 4th, but Freeman said she did not want to speak with him because he is an old white man. Lee contacted Harrison Floyd, who had been employed by the, the Trump 2020 campaign. Unable to travel to Georgia, Floyd asked Travian Cuddy, a publicist who was working on the Purdue re-election campaign in Georgia, to see if Freeman needed assistance. On January 4th, 2021, Garrison Douglas, the director of communications for the Georgia Republican Party, transported Cuddy to Freeman's house in Cobb County to offer help to Freeman. Freeman activated her ring camera to record the visit conversation between Cuddy and neighbor Miss Nadine. Freeman did not answer the door and called 911. On the 911 call, Freeman states she wants Cuddy to come back to her house to see how they can help her. So effectively, uh, Ruby Freeman was very skeptical uh, people coming to her house saying they want to talk to her. So she called the cops. And and so she was uh, <coughs> calling the cops. And, <coughs> excuse me. The, officer, the officers agree to call Cuddy to arrange a meeting that night at the police station. The body camera of the responding officer recorded the meeting that night. Okay. So, after arriving... At Mrs. Freeman's home, the police officer was invited into her home where she expressed how she wanted to meet with TK and GD with police present. Ruby Freeman said, I don't know, I don't know. We can say we trust God and need to believe God all day, but he gives us wisdom, you know, right about now. I don't know if I need to talk to these people, if they really can help me. How can you help me? <laughs> so, you can already see. It's very, it's it's like gibberish. Um so uh what what we're what we're talking about here is Cuddy uh tried to make an attempt to contact Ruby. Ruby was skeptical. She called the cops. The cops cops came through and uh she's discussing how she's not sure if she wants to talk to these people, you know, and so eventually they get her to meet up at I believe a police station. I guess she felt more comfortable there instead of letting the lady into her home. So, Cut, uh, Cuddy presents herself as a crisis manager there to help. You know, she's there to basically offer help and advice to Ruby Freeman. And so, he, they sit down and the conversation um, goes as follows. TK comments first to the, to the responding officer and to Ruby Freeman that there are feds there in the police station as well. TK says, I want her to be comfortable but I also want to advise her that there are federal people who are involved here, pointing to the hallway, that I don't know who is connected to who. And I really need her to be as nonchalant as possible. So they brought her to the police station. 
And there were federal law enforcement officers lurking in the hallway, listening in, eavesdropping. And so TK is basically like, you know, this. she's not going to talk if you're standing there. You got you got the CCPB and you got like I don't know GBI or FBI standing there in the hallway lurking and you expect her to be nonchalant and disclose that she was part of a massive fraud to rig an election. So she's basically like, you know, can you guys back the hell up? So <clears throat> Ruby Freeman says, I do want an attorney, but nobody now, it's me, it's all a fraud. So I do. I do wanted one. I know that I need an attorney. <laughs> I can barely read this. I know that I need an attorney. I have asked several different all about it and not heard back from. And even when I met with Secretary of State, they didn't ask nothing about else about fraud. They didn't ask about an attorney. Okay? So so she met with the Secretary of State. Uh they didn't ask about fraud and she needs an attorney. She says, I didn't even watch a lot of the YouTube. I think I saw one about the DA. He said, and everything they are saying is false. Boom. So right there, she's saying. She's already said that the Secretary of State and the DA, everything they're telling the public is false. Everything from the quote, unquote, suitcases of the ballot boxes to the why we open them back up, everything they said was false. The FBI, nobody has reached out to me. They reached out to me only to uh, clear my social media. So look, it appears that Ruby Freeman wanted to, to blow the whistle, discuss what happened, and so nobody really reached out to her, except the FBI, who came to her and said, you need to clear your social media. And I wonder, I wonder why. I remember there was a, a video of Ruby Freeman, I think it was on Instagram, where she talked about... <coughs> <coughs> <clears throat> or a post where she said, like, you know, as I was scanning ballots, I was disappointed because I saw so many people in my community, black people, that voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> and she posted videos about herself, you know, in 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 um the the count room with 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 ballots and all this stuff. So they probably wanted her to take all that stuff down. At 30 minutes into the conversation, there was further discussion of the fraud and Ruby Freeman agreeing to accept help from the crisis manager to get an attorney. Floyd said, Miss Ruby, um, did you change the counts? I know people who will make sure you are safe and secure. There is a couple of things I need you to confirm just to make sure. Is that okay with you? She says, yes. Floyd says, okay, so you mentioned a couple things and I'm not going to lie to you, but the ballot boxes, are you sure about that? Ruby Freeman says, yes. I had to put them up under the table. Floyd says, you put them under the table? Ruby says, yes. Floyd, so there were more people involved? Ruby, yes. So Ruby says that she was the one that put the ballots under the skirted table. Okay? <clears throat> and she said, um, because they could have, she did it because they could have been distorted. Because they knew everybody was being recorded. She says, I swear on my mama. They came and came around me having everything all looking important. And we're packing up and I've already packed up everything. And I was. And I put everything in order. <laughs> Election official Ralph Jones communicated with Freeman and Moss. Freeman admitted that in the late night hours of November 3rd, 
She was pressured by her supervisors to illegally scan ballots after observers had been removed from the absentee ballot central count at State Farm Arena. And here's here's the most damning paragraph right here. I know this is hard to follow. It's still even hard for me to follow. And I really wish we could just get the freaking body cam, you know, the full three hours or whatever of footage, so I can watch that. But instead we have a transcript of jumbled up sentences that, that really don't even... Uh, one thing doesn't connect to the other. And I just... I, I don't know. Um, but here, this is a pretty damning statement from Ruby Freeman. She says, quote, And he said, and they was saying the count was low. Okay, so look, she got a call. She got a phone call, was pressured by her supervisors because they said the count was low. Now remember, this is around the time that everybody had been sent home. There was a supposed water main break. Everybody was sent home. And now Ruby's getting a call from supervisors saying the count was low. It was really low. And is there... And and they said, are all of the ballots counted? And so we got like, there was a few more. And we can get those in the morning because there wasn't that many. They said, well, count as many as you can. Count all of them, you know. So my daughter said, mommy, get on the scanner. But I didn't scan. So she said, just do it so we could get on out of here. So that was when even nobody else was talking about, nobody else was, hold on. So that was when even nobody else was taking because there was no more work to be done. So we said, we can't. And they said, lucky, because nobody was there. And when they said that, boom, under the table, cut the zip ties to scan them so the number would go up. So that's how the number was created, by the ballots going through the scanner. So when all of them were done, we got the final count and put them back in the bucket and the boxes and the bucket and zip ties and put them back under the table. So that's the reason the ballots came from under the table and we reopened them up. Make sense? Yes, of course, it makes perfect sense. Ruby Freeman is a master communicator. No, for God's sake, man. Look, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty literate, okay? But it's still very difficult <clears throat> what she's alleging here because, okay, let's think about it this way. The supervisor sent everybody home and there was an expected number of ballots supposed to be counted by that night based on the number of employees and the time that they had allotted. But if everybody's sent home because of a water main break, then yes, the count is going to be low. <clears throat> she, it doesn't necessarily mean they're saying that hey, Biden is losing. Biden's count is low, so we need you to put fraudulent ballots into the scanners. What it could mean is that the actual count is low itself. But here's the thing. It was illegal for these people to be scanning ballots with nobody there to observe. And it's also not clear what she is alleging regarding the ballots under the skirted table. She's, she's, she's acting like like, um, she put them under there. She said, we can count them in the morning. And they said, no, like, we want you to count them now. So, she, so she did it right. But this is where it gets confusing because it appears that, you know, she's alleging something went wrong here. Something fraudulent happened and she was involved in it. But, um, 
And she said, you know, she's already said the DA, the Secretary of State, uh, the FBI, the DOJ, it's all a fraud, everything that they're saying. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's, just, it's like inaudible. Half of this stuff is inaudible. I'm trying to put the pieces together here. So, anyways, moving on. <clears throat> so, this paragraph, she just talks about how after the fallout and, you know, all of this went super viral, uh, there was, there's, you know, kind of a rift between her and her daughter, you know, and so she's basically saying, I, I, I was willing to take the fall for my daughter. She says, well, I have to take the heat for her. And so then uh, she goes on to say at the 55 minute mark, we all know the county doesn't care nothing about me, okay? But the other part, that cleared the county. They've cleared my name as far as the ballots, but the other part, the USB pool, that's a totally different thing. And to me, the county don't care about clearing that because that was something I had in my name, so they say. It was on YouTube videos and everything. I know I need an attorney. It is serious. It is deep. It is so real. It is so... They will not. They will believe it. Because I'm good at explaining myself if I'm right. No, the hell you're not. My my kid, my one-year-old who can't even talk yet, is better at explaining myself himself than you. She says, but the USB ports, but really, I really, I would love to go live with that because the balance is history. Even though my name is still lingering, but if they want to do it, but now it's the USB ports, so I need an attorney. I want to go live. I'll go live on every platform, and it will blow your mind. You are going to be amazed at that picture. I want an attorney, and I want to go live, and I need an attorney, and I can tell you then. But everybody needs to know how dumb they are. <laughs> Lady, y you need to know how dumb you are. If you think that you're good at explaining yourself, clearly you don't know how dumb you are. And again, can you believe that this lady was one of three people left by themselves to <clears throat> run tabulators and run ballots through machines. Effectively, what I think, given that she was a happy face employee, which we know is connected to Stacey Abrams, I think, obviously, happy faces was hiring total idiots, completely brain-dead retards, because they don't know what they're doing, they're untrained, they're unprofessional, they're unqualified, and if somebody from the top says, hey, we want you to uh, pull ballots from under a table and run them through machines while nobody's there, they're just going to do it, because they, 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 don't, they don't know any better, I guess. I think that was the intent behind hiring all these people from the happy faces, it's like, they're just untrained, unprofessional, unqualified, and <clears throat> they could get these people to do their bidding without even being aware of it. I don't know. I don't get the impression that Ruby Freeman was was uh, completely coherent about what, what was happening or what she was doing. But she clearly saw what was being reported by the FBI, the Secretary of State, the DA, the media, and thinks that that story is, is wildly inaccurate. So she, she, she attempted to try to tell this to somebody and <laughs> apparently tried to tell it to the FBI and the Secretary of State but they weren't having it. The only thing they cared about was her wiping her social media. Okay, now here's where we get to the part where the law enforcement, the, the, the police officers, effectively 
um, wrote up a police report that conflicts. <coughs> Let me just read it. Then one hour and three minutes into the body cam, we hear the responding officer talk with the supervisor about writing the police report. Officer one says, this report will be media entrance. So then the officer supervisor said, I wouldn't go too detailed on this at all because this might not even be a thing. It's just, she approached the door. She didn't feel comfortable. We spoke to both parties and she agreed to meet with them. You don't have to run with the, with what they talked about. Don't worry about that. So the officer supervisor here is instructing the officer one who's going to write the police report not to include the details of what they discussed, to keep it really vague and just say, you know, somebody came to her door, she felt uncomfortable, she called us, and we sat down and let them have a meeting. Okay, you don't have to talk about the fact that she said what the, the DOJ and, and Secretary of State are saying is a fraud. Okay, don't don't talk about the ballots from under the skirted table and this confession. No, 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 no. Just keep it vague, Keep because you know this is going to be in the media, right? So... Officer supervisor says, so I mean, this could be, yeah, definitely don't go to, and I'm assuming he said like too much into detail. The officer, the other officer said, no, I'm not. And now here's where, <laughs> here's a really interesting uh, statement. Officer one says, because of thing cover up. Anyway, it's a cover up. And we took all the necessary, necessary steps though. What the hell is he talking about? The officer is recorded saying it's a cover-up and we took all the necessary steps this is the guy writing the police report saying it's a cover-up it appears but again a lot of these statements are are just kind of mashed together and the full context is very difficult to ascertain but it appears the officer is saying this is a cover-up we took all the necessary steps after the police write up the content of the police report the meeting ended. Ruby Freeman was escorted home, contrary to the second supplement to the police report made 17 days later. So look, here's the facts. Ruby was escorted home, okay? But there was a supplemental police report 17 days later, which says something different, all right? <clears throat> so the first police report says that she was escorted home. The second one added this paragraph 17 days later. Quote, I made contact with Miss Cuddy who stated that she was a crisis manager and was sent from a high-profile individual and that she traveled from Chicago, Illinois. Miss Cuddy stated that Miss Freeman was in danger and had 48 hours to speak with her so that she could get ahead of the issue. Miss Cuddy stated that unknown subjects were going to be at Miss Freeman's residence but did not elaborate on the dangers Miss Freeman was facing. But it was due to the election. <laughs> Now, I don't know where they got this from. Effectively, they're saying that this lady, Miss Cuddy, spoke with Ruby Freeman and said that she was in uh, imminent danger, you know, and had to speak with her because 48 hours of now, from now, there was going to be some sort of uh, event that, you know, she needs to get ahead of. And remember, Reuters said that Kanye West publicist went there and said that, uh, you know, either confess to the Trump fraud allegations or people are going to come to your house in 48 hours and you're going to go to jail. See how see how Reuters makes a completely different story out of this? I don't even... Where the hell did they get that from? So, <clears throat> again, remember that uh, Ruby Freeman was escorted back to her home. Um, 
there was also supplemental police reports where she said that there was pizzas being delivered to her house by Trump supporters and all this stuff. And, and you know, she, there was there was um, <coughs> Trump supporters attempting to hold a rally at her home and it never it never actually occurred. But she was contacting back and forth with the police talking about all the activity going on at her house after this meeting, you know. But the the thing is, Ruby Freeman testified before the January 6th committee, uh, June 21st, 2022, that she was moved by the FBI from her home and put into witness protection for two months. So how is that accurate, given this police report which talks about the contacts she had with the police after that meeting where she's talking about pizzas being delivered to her house, where she's talking about uh, plans for a rally outside of her house, where she's, you know, she's talking about all the, all the things taking place at her house. If she was put in witness protection, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So the police report conflicts with her testimony under oath before the January 6th committee. And, <clears throat> um, the the way that Reuters and other news outlets have contextualized this, saying that Cuddy went to her house to basically threaten her and force her to confess to um, voter fraud allegations, is also completely false. So, like I said, this body cam footage was talked about over a year ago, but it was only talked about by the left wing propaganda peddling um, news outlets like Reuters. It really hadn't been covered by any conservative news outlets. So effectively, it is a news story. And now we have greater context. Okay, so... Let's see. I got a, I got a phone call from Mr. CanCon during this show. But no text message. So I'll have to call him after this show. But anyways, guys, like I said, the news today, slower than Joe Biden's brain. But I did find a couple of things. I did find a couple of things to draw from, and so uh, I want you guys to do me a favor as we wrap this up, and go ahead and smash like on this video and subscribe to this channel if you could. Would be greatly appreciated. We're going we're gonna to go live probably every day for the rest of the week, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more Twitter dumps and more eventful things happening in the news. So make sure to tune in around noon every day this week. And uh, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.